0: Good morning, good noon time, good noon 30, good midday, good afternoon, good good evening, good night, good midnight, good midnight 30, whatever time of day it is. I want you to know, hey, I'm Lynn Ferguson, and I approve this message. I'm Lynn Ferguson, also known as Lynn Tennyson, your host here on the show, Lynn Spins. It's a podcast dedicated to Black life in America and all over the world and music. So today we'll be discussing my venture off into a personal case that I decided to look into and then we're saying, once, once, once you know more, well you just sit back, relax, why don't you grab a snack and let's jump in, Links and bends. Guys, so I just did a show or an episode discussing how I've been put in compromising situations. And then before that, I did an episode about, you know, how I was uh, shamed by my, a former job for, by some racists within a former job for giving my number to a fully grown adult man who was younger than me. So I was working on this case, decided to take this case. Of the, and by take this case, I mean, like, take it as something I was going to brainstorm about and try to see if I could offer, like, certain things that might, you know, be useful to this incarcerated individual who was in on a robbery charge. Now I'm going to be practicing defense law, criminal defense, uh, criminal law um, as a defense attorney in the future, among other things that I plan to pursue with that juris doctor, my JD, to practice law but so i figured this would be a, like a you know, good experience the only reason that i knew about this guy because i wouldn't have picked this case from you know any other simply for the fact that it was you know a clear situation of like the guy seemed to be pretty guilty of the situation and he was just trying to get his ridiculous sentence short because you know they'll give you 24 years for something like what what he did but you know you can be a rapist and you'll get like seven years, four years maybe, but, um, yeah, so for the past, like for basically this entire semester, ever since before the semester started, I have been quote, working end quote with this case. And that just consisted of me brainstorming ideas of you know uh, possible ways he might be able to get out. It also includes me um, just looking into his case and understanding it uh, in the context of what I'm learning in school, and it also entailed me, of course, speaking with him and having you know a personal connection with him, not anything like you know outside of just like. this was and then also how i met him so i met this guy so we do have a personal connection through band lab which is where i produce my music if you've been listening to me long enough i've mentioned it in a lot of episodes and i sing in eight languages every single genre of music that's you know available or established and some that aren't and He does mostly hip-hop, R&B, and rap. And he has a great voice in all of those, you know, uh, mediums or, you know, ventures, I guess you could say. And, or capacities. And, you know, he appreciate has appreciated some of my music. I've appreciated, you know, more of his. Because I'm just that kind of way. And when people, you know, people are less reluctant or more reluctant to interact with me since I came out two years ago through my platform and let everybody know, it's almost two years ago, and let everybody know that I'm transgender. So, he wasn't really interacting with my music before I started looking into his case, but he started interacting a lot more when I, obviously when I told him that I was going to look into his case and I kept assuring him, hey, you know, don't feel like you have to do anything extra just because I'm doing this, I'm doing this because mainly I want experience doing this. And I also want to help somebody who I know personally in some capacity, even though I don't know him, I just, you know, was acquainted with him in a more personal way than business, you know, because it's music and it's just bound to be that way. But, and it's through this, you know, platform, it's basically like a social media app for music, for musicians and um, the like. So I could tell by the way that he spoke with me when we were having phone call conversations and things like that. Like he was very, very standoffish and very wary of of engaging with me and this, that and the third. And you could tell he just didn't really want to talk with me. Like you could tell he was the type of dude who would probably talk shit about me on the street if he was out here in public. And it just makes it that much more ridiculous that I was even offering him assistance. But you know, I'm looking at it as, this is what I'm gonna have to do. Like, there are gonna be cases I'm gonna get across my desk and if I don't take them, I'm, you know, there are a lot of, you can't just not take a case and not represent someone when you're assigned as a, de, you know, as a defense attorney, um, a public defender to represent these people, you know? Public defenders don't get to choose their clients a lot of the time, most of the time, if, if any of them. Like that's, that's the whole point of it. You're, you're representing people who all of a sudden need an attorney um, and they're not people who are seeking you out personally based on your credentials. You know, they're people who are, it's kind of a cue where you answer the call. Like a caseworker working with people who come into the system. You know, you're not, it's not a, a necessarily pleasant thing that this person is coming into the system, whatever system you're case managing. Within, but you know, you still are working with that person. You're, assi- you're assigned that person, so it's not like you know, some some prospective home buyers coming to you for a loan. You know, so I've been looking. I actually have a meeting set up with my one of my professors. She's the third professor I was going to meet with, and I'm going to meet with about his case. Now I've decided I'm not taking his case any any further than what I've already done, and. You know, I've given him some good information and I've let him, you know, I've, I've put in some 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 decent work, you know, while full time going to school and being broke as a joke and just in barely getting by in life. You know, I am still devoting so much time to his shit and I'm still going to have a meeting on Uh, you know, coming up with my last professor about, you know, the incarcerated individual and let her know what exactly I was looking into and just ask her things about, like, how do I do that in the future, the best way possible without illegally practicing law, without a license, and also without, you know, just, just, just doing the wrong thing. And... I'm also going to talk with her about things like that going forward. Now, like I said, I'm not going to be able to pick my clients in the future. So that is why when I deal with clients that I'm actually taking their case, whose cases I'm actually taking, like I'm representing them, obviously that's going to be a different story. It's not going to be the same thing where I'm like dealing with somebody who I'm, you know, I just decided to pick his case, you know, out of the blue, just because to work with, just because I am, you know, know him personally, I'm going to try my hardest not to work with people I know personally in that capacity, you know, because it makes things much more complicated and um, even possibly illegal, depending on what you know and what you don't know. But in this situation, no, I'm not, you know, I feel justified in not rep- representing him or not representing him, but I feel justified in not working with him any longer. And I'll tell you why in a second, but my main reason is at the end of the motherfucking day, I chose to do this out of the kindness of my heart. I'm not obligated, this is not my profession, or this is not my um, job to do this to, with you. This I, I was not assigned this case. So I get to do whatever the fuck I wanna do, just like you get to do whatever you wanna do, you know? Because I will be damned if I let some, if I willingly work on someone's case for free. That's the other big thing and big difference between what I'm doing now and what I would be doing in my profession in the future. I'm not going to work on your case for free. And you're on some fuck shit. So what is the fuck shit? So basically, I have been, like I said, I've been following him. He's been following me. He actually just followed me again recently. Okay, so when did you unfollow me? But anyway, he sent me a song in my inbox like he has been doing for the past like two months. And I uh, responded by sending him a song that I did as well and liking the song that he sent me and commenting to the song. And I let my emotions lead me and guide me in the comment section as I always do. And because I'm a transgender woman, apparently I need to watch what I say because I put some, it, two of the comments out of the three comments that I posted remained and he liked them. But when I went back I kept reloading the page to see where's my third comment, he deleted it. And I got this confirmation from him after I confronted him about it in his inbox. You know, trying not to be, you know, extra and messy. I inboxed him privately. I was like, hey, what happened to my message or my comment? I was like, did you really delete it? And he was like, yes, I did. It was actually inappropriate. Very inappropriate. And I'm just sitting here like, bitch, what do you you think is going on here? What do you really think is going on here? Like, do you think that I'm held to some kind of standards for how I'm Supposed to, and I'm not supposed to fucking engage with somebody who, whose case I'm working for free, who I de- whose case I decided to willingly take on after hearing you tell me your story. You didn't come to me asking me to take your case. He you, you definitely wouldn't have me being trans. I already know. He wouldn't have thought I was competent competent enough. But I don't know what kind of standards or or, or, or um, uh, ethics you think that I'm supposed to be having in this situation that prevent me from being able to put a one sentence comment underneath your song that is clearly a sexual and very intimate, you know, sensual kind of song. And me commenting, oh, let me tune out of this because I might just have to come see you, the way you sound. And I didn't put the way you sounding part, but obviously it was implied. And he knew what I meant. He showed me. He knew what he, what I meant when he, uh, you know, sent, sent me um, the response to me asking him where my comment went. But my thing is, so I didn't comment on your phys- on your physique. I didn't comment on your body. I didn't comment. I didn't um, uh, uh, say anything inappropriate whatsoever. And that was the the word that you decided to use to describe my comment, where I was like, "Let me tune out before I come see you." have to come see you with the big eyes you know what i'm saying and it's clearly supposed to imply that you are you singing a little too sexy for me in this moment a dude could have put that this is the funny part a dude could have put that in the comment section and it would have been no problem he would have he probably would have laughed about the shit with the dude or whatever the case was like damn you know Dudes do this type of shit all the time. They joke with each other and they say, oh, shoot, dude. I mean, shit, that was pretty, dude. You had me over here swooning. You know, some shit like that. Whatever, you know? But me being a transgender woman and saying it in the exact same way, well, not the exact same way because, I mean, I don't know about them dudes, but I definitely would have definitely taken him up on, him taking me up on that offer (laughs) to come see him or to go see him. So, you know... There's that little difference, but but yes. At the end of the day, it was a joking statement. I'm not fucking trying, if I wanted to hit on you, I would have done so in the past two months that I've had your fucking phone number. I've never sent him a sext, I've never sent him in a questionable message. This is the first time that he's ever said anything about me being inappropriate. And it was because of this, because I posted a comment saying I might have to go see you because you sound too good in this song me complimenting you is too far because i did it in an inappropriate way that made you clutch the pearls girl get your sensitive ass out of here you're in jail for fucking trying to rob somebody and successfully robbing a motherfucker a few motherfuckers with a gun but bitches make it so easy they make it way too damn easy to talk shit like Bitch, what are you talking about? What could you possibly have to say about me? What could you possibly have over me when it comes to the category of inappropriateness? Inappropriation, whatever the fuck the word is. Like, are we serious? You really think you're going to tell me what's inappropriate? And I'm literally sitting here, a pre-law student majoring in criminology and criminal justice in university, at university right now. I'm not in jail. It's just crazy to me. Now, I'm not shaming people who are in jail. You know, it could happen to anybody. And I have definitely, you know, a past that that I can talk about, you know, in the future. (laughs) Talked about it actually in the past as well. But, you know, it's ridiculous to think that you're going to sit here and get help from me for free. And this is how you act and this is how you see me. You think that you're gonna sit here and tell me, instruct me on what I am and am not gonna be able to do in your comment section. Let me make it easy for you. Blocked. Lab account, blocked. Phone number, blocked. What do you mean? I'm glad you just got a lawyer. And I spoke with his attorney and everything. I spoke with his attorney and I, we had a nice little, like 30, 40, 50 minute conversation, maybe an hour long conversation. He even gave me some uh, pointers on, you know, what to do in school and everything. And, um, you know, t- t- we talked about a case brief I have coming up or I had coming up and I already turned in. since I've already turned in since then. But it's just ridiculous. And, and you could tell in the beginning he was one, trying to protect his, conf- protect his, client's confidentiality and that was why he was so wary when he first answered the phone and he was speaking with me about the case where he was letting me tell he was basically asking me what I knew about the case and I basically had to demonstrate enough knowledge of, of not only the case but also of the court system and the law to be able to you know for him to really take me seriously in that conversation basically so I could tell you know you can you can tell when you're like In the beginning, when someone doesn't trust you to when you're actually successfully gaining their trust to when you have basically been accepted as, okay, yeah, this bitch knows what she's talking about or whatever. Like, you can tell when that type of stuff is happening and that's what happened on the phone. That's also why we stayed on the phone for like an hour because clearly you don't stay on the phone for an hour shooting the shit with somebody who, you know, doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about. All we talked about was business. He even asked me at one point, like, why why do you want to help this dude like why why is this the particular case that you were trying to take or whatever and he was like what exactly tells you that this is a good case and i was like well i won't say necessarily that it's a good case and he didn't let me finish but he did let me say the next part which was one of the first reasons that i gave him was was that you know what i said in the beginning of this episode which is that basically this is the type of stuff i'm going to have to do be unreasonable that he got 24 years for what he you know is accused of doing think that there are some discrepancies that took place in this case and you know that can be and should be investigated and this that and the third but I didn't really get into the overall reasons why I was taking the case and this that and the third the way that even as as well as I explained it in the beginning of this episode with him um before he cut me off and he was like I guess he basically felt he got enough of an answer um that was that would do for him But yeah, I just wanted to bring you guys this episode and let you all know, you know, this is the type of stuff that happens and it's just really pissy because it's just like, here I am as a black transgender woman using my status, my, you know, tiny, 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 tiny tiny bit of capital being connected with people who are, you know, at this university, a prestigious university in the Midwest and internationally that, you know, have so many connections to resources that he, could use and i'm you i'm doing all of those things and using my capital for you just for you to turn around and get mad because i left a comment on the song on a song that you thought was just too fucking far what was the comment I might have to come see you with the way you are singing right now. Let me tune out. And it was the funny thing that I didn't just say I was going to go see him. I said, let me tune out so I could not see you. So I don't go see your ass. You know what I mean? Acknowledging that that would be best for all parties involved. <laughs> you know what I saying? Because one, I'm not going to fucking go see somebody who doesn't want to see my ass. For, for some reasons that they don't want to see my ass. Number two, I don't want to see your ass. I don't know what you got while you up in there in that motherfucking penitentiary. And then number three, you don't want me to see your ass, so, so it's not going to help you either. So, not for those reasons. So, it's just weird to me that you would even have taken it there. Like, I'm just so sick of people trying to... He just couldn't help himself. You're in jail right now and a transgender black woman is trying to help you get out of jail and you can't help yourself. You are so programmed to think that you're better than her, that you fly in the face of your own assistance and and aiders because you think that you're better. You think you're so better, so much better than me as a transgender woman that you have to make certain that I know Oh no, I can't possibly say this, that, and the third to you because that's inappropriate, and we're gonna have problems and this, that, and the third. Bitch, what what you mean? And he didn't tell me we we're gonna have problems. Because, baby, please. <laughs> it would have taken me a minute to block him <laughs> instead of two seconds. But we clearly do have a problem because this is this is what you decided to do. And I think that's very telling. I think it's ridiculous that, that and it's just crazy. It's like, I mean, does Chris Brown Go down in this comment section and remove all of, or any other famous male artists. do they go in and remove every trans and gay and every other comment of, from somebody who, who they're not attracted to? No, because that would be dumb. It would be tedious. And it would be just fucking ridiculous to even think to do something like that because you're turning away fans who you're never going to interact with on a personal level. You don't ever have to worry about them actually you know, thinking that they could get you or anything like that, but you're upset because they express how they appreciate you and in the ways they do, that would be dumb. So this situation is dumb because it's just like, so you're an attractive person. So I'm an attractive person. What is that? I mean, like, is that a problem? You have a good voice. This wasn't even about you fucking being attractive, although it definitely played a part. But this wasn't about you being attractive. This is about your voice being attractive. And you couldn't take a compliment from a transgender woman because it was just so ever so slightly embroidered with a little bit of desire. It's just really funny to me because it's like, people are so quick to attack transgender women's desires. And their status and and their viability and tenacity audacity people are really like that like people really sit here and try to make me feel as though I'm wrong because I've pursued a grown you are a grown man we are not working together in some business capacity where I have taken your case or I officially do anything with you Yes, I was working to help you with your case in whatever capacity I could. I was also though, listening to your music and that was how I met your ass and why I even took your case in the first fucking place. So you bet your bottom dollar and you could put the rest of them in there that I will not be working with somebody who I met through a platform on a personal level who offended me on that personal level. Why would I continue to work work for you for free? No, you're crazy. So I don't know what he's gonna be saying about me. Who knows? He might just say, he might not even be worried about it and not say two words about it. That would be cool with me because it's all I'm saying about the situation. I just I figure if I go through these types of situations, why not make content out of them and make it useful for you know myself and other people? So that is why I brought this here. But yeah, just don't let people. If you're out here, out there, and you're listening to this and you're like me in whatever capacity, you're a transgender woman, you're uh, in the LGBTQI community, and you're used to people shaming you and trying to make you out to be this, this, that, and the third because you actually are an attractive person who appreciates attractive people. You know what I'm saying? And isn't afraid to say something about that. Don't let people try to make you fearful of saying things about that because it's the truth. You know what I'm saying? And the truth will set you free. (laughs) But no, it's just like, there's no reason for you to be shamed people are shaming you because they don't like that you exist as who you are so they try to act like you somehow are are, are so much worse than anybody else you know what i'm saying like w- w- we all know that the reason that you're upset is because i'm a transgender woman and i made that comment in your pub in, in your song and it's a fucking song it's a song bitch you sent me the song and now you mad and you're deleting comments that I left on your song that you sent me. Keep that shit, you know what I'm saying? I've never in all the time that I have been dealing with, you know, using this platform, have I gone back and see somebody delete my comment except one other motherfucker. And it was because he was mad. No, he deleted his own comment off of my song because he was mad because I did not respond to him immediately. So it's always a bitch nigga. But I'm Lynn Ferguson, also known as Lynn Tannison, your host here on the show, and I welcome you next time. The Jump In Lynn's.